Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and Bruce Springsteen at Rock 102. Not a bad day today. Uh, mostly sunny with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 65. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. I got to tell you, I uh, I was craving Barry Krieger's egg salad all day yesterday. I still have some upstairs in the fridge. I ate it all. You, you ate mine too? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm not, what do you think? I'm a rude bastard? I would never do that. I would if my name were on it, but, uh, oh, Lord. Yeah, isn't that delicious? Fantastic. Uh, Some of the best egg salad I've had in weeks. It seems uh, Mayor Dom Dom uh, seems to be doing things for clout now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, coming up a little bit later on. We'll talk uh, talk about that. And speaking of, uh, you know, Springfield's glitterati. Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield will be here today to talk about Bright Nights. You know what that means? We're going to eat. Yeah, well, among other things, yeah, too. Mostly uh-huh. uh, just uh, be so great to see Judy and spend a little uh, little time getting uh, getting back on track a little bit. I hope she has some of those Tootsie Rolls from the Bright Nights Ball. We'll have to see. Uh-huh. Maybe she'll bring some along. I hope so. I'll take that. It's 537 with Bax and O'Brien and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Journey on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be mostly sunny today with a high of uh, 50, uh, 50 something. What did I say? I, got, uh, I had it here. Uh, 50, uh, 51, and then tomorrow sunny with a high of 66. It's 29 in downtown Springfield. I got I got a flat 50 for today. A flat 50? That's that's what uh, that's what I, I said earlier. I like, flat, flat 50. I like flat numbers yeah i don't like it when it's like you know like 53 or 57 i you know i try to go with the even numbers if if possible and count by tens or if that if that makes you happy then you do that no actually i don't understand any other numbers but tens i got you Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve Uh Taylor Swift fans have been left confused after receiving their exclusive vinyl editions of Red. That's Taylor's version from Target, which seems to be pressed at 45 RPM instead of the standard 33 RPM. Well, that's got to sound strange. On the Target website, numerous one-star reviews have been given to Swift's uh, uh, exclusive 4LP edition. After the star seemingly pressed the exclusively edition at 45 instead of 33, in one c- comment, a user wrote, The pressing is bad. It sounds like a man. You uh, know, dude, if you just uh, read the label, it probably tells you what yeah. speed to play it on. The uh, vinyl look okay, and the color is beautiful, but the sound is really, really scary. It's like Taylor's voice from beyond the grave. Is this a disgusting joke about Halloween? I'm not sure. And multiple comments mentioned that there's a man singing on every track. You know, uh, this is the uh, the difference between people of our age, Steve, mm-hmm. uh, and by our age, there's quite a difference between the two of us. But uh, and the younger kids, the younger kids don't know what 45 RPM stands for, well, or 78s. No one's got 78s anymore. Well, have so you, it's a big confusion. Have you ever heard of a, a full LP at 45 RPM? Believe it or not. Yes. Really? Yes. But it doesn't happen that often. No, because uh, people realize it's it's insane so, to do it that way. So I'm wondering if this is a mistake versus uh, intentional. Well, is it a, is it a full album it's or a, like an EP type of thing? There's four four records to it, four full records. Gotcha. It? But so, it probably tells you <laughs> on the label to play it at 
45 RPM. See, that's what I want to find out because they don't explain that in the story at all. They don't say that this was intended to be this way. This is the way it's supposed to be. I'm guessing, though, if it's a mistake, then that album was worth a hell of a lot more than what you paid for it. It probably is, but if it ruins your needle, then will it have been worth the cost? It ruins your needle if you play it a lower? uh... Well, I think if you switch the speeds like in the middle of the song and say, hey, this doesn't sound right, I'm switching it to 45, that might not be good for your needle. It's worse if you actually put your finger on the record and spin it counterclockwise. I have one of those uh, Fisher-Price record players. The close and play? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're awesome. I bet they are. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have one of those. Well, I could let you borrow mine if you want. Would you? Yeah. Interesting. I only bought it for like 30 bucks on eBay uh, about six or seven years ago. And it was still in the original box. You know, that's actually more than the actual retail value back in the 70s. I know. It probably is. Yeah. But, uh, they appreciate it greatly in price. Yeah, but uh, that's not that much money for now. By today's and, standards, you probably couldn't get a decent turntable for less than 200 bucks. That's right. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, a Harry Potter reunion special will air on HBO Max on January 1st. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint will be joined by tons of stars from the franchise, but it looks like J.K. Rowling will only appear in archival footage. Ah. Well, it'll be nice to see all those out-of-work actors back together again. Well... Daniel Radcliffe is actually doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, but Rupert Grint is not getting the, getting the roles he was hoping for. He, I think he was expecting a little bit more. And what the hell has Emma Watson been doing? Anything she damn well wants. That's right. Uh, Netflix released their list of top shows and movies to date in both English and non-English languages. Overall, the top three shows are Squid Game, Bridgerton, and Money Heist Part 4. I watched uh, Bridgerton and it was kind of like, eh, it's all right. Squid Game was pretty good. That was a, It was nice and violent. I like that. I haven't seen the other one, though. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen... i only seen the Squid Games. I didn't see Bridgerton or The Money Heist. And then the top three movies are Bird Box, Extraction, and The Irishman. I didn't think The Irishman was that great. I thought it was way too long. It was way too long, and it was just like, uh, yeah, okay, it was cool to see them have the age degeneration thing going on with the digital side, but still... And the only one that wasn't kind of overacting was Joe Pesci. And I thought would, Pesci was awesome in that. Which is usually the other way around. It's always, almost always yeah. the other way around. Britney Spears' mother, Lynn, reportedly flew from Louisiana to L.A. to see her, and Britney refused to let her in the house. Oops. Britney well, re- she's now in charge. <laughs> she can yeah. see whoever she wants. Plus, she blames her mom for this whole fiasco. Yeah, she blames her mom for coming up with the idea of the conservatorship. A source says, quote, uh, a uh, she's furious with her mom. Now, get out of my house. Oh, yeah, you thought you had uh, full access to this, right? Oh, kiss my ass, Mom. Ooh, it seems to me you have no right to any of my cash. Uh, Jeff Bezos attended a fundraising gala for the organization Baby to Baby on Saturday night, but the audience didn't think he was being charitable enough. Sources say there was an audible groan when he only donated $500,000. You know, Listen, if someone came to the Mayflower Marathon with a check for $500,000, we'd be tripping all over ourselves saying thank you, thank you. I kind of I kind of felt that way uh, about the people at the Bright Nights Ball when they're bidding, uh, you know, only $5,000 for a dinner with Chef Wayne. 
Oh, really? Only $5,000? You people couldn't come up with something more? He was providing cigars and bourbon. Then that's even worth $10,000 as far as I'm concerned. He also pointed out that it was very good bourbon, which I, of course, assumed it would be. Well, yeah, he's not going to bring over Evan Williams to your house. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chef Wayne. I'm cooking this delicious uh, crawfish etouffee, and I am going to pair it with this cheap bourbon that I got for eleven ninety nine. Was that Evan Williams, a former 22 uh, meteorologist? Uh, no, I'm thinking Evan Rubin. I'm sorry. My mistake. I don't even know who you're talking about. You older people would. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. LeVar Burton. Didn't I just say we don't do enough stories about LeVar Burton? He, we're saying that just hours ago. He's going to host a new Trivial Pursuit game show. He said, quote, I am thrilled to have partnered with Hasbro and E1 to bring this beloved game to market as a premium show for television. This is uh, like his runner-up prize yeah, it's for a con- not getting the uh, Jeopardy thing. Yeah, it's a consolation prize. Although, you know, if he gets really good at it and the Mayambiolic thing doesn't work out, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if you see him uh, you know, back at it for the Jeopardy. Yeah, I can I can see him doing that. Uh, the a scientific study on what kinds of music we listen to at different times of the day found that there's one song that has musical qualities that allow it to meet our tw- needs 24 hours a day. Do you know what that song is? I don't. It's Every Breath You Take by The Police. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't, I don't mind that song, but is it good for every reason, for every day, part of the day? No. No, nah, I'm going to have to say no. No. That song sucks, actually. It doesn't suck. It's creepy. But eh, it doesn't suck. It's very creepy. It's uh, basically uh, something you would, you know, that would be like if John Cusack and Say Anything started playing that song instead of In Your Eyes on the boombox outside of uh, Ione Sky's house. And... Uh, Say anything. Say anything. Yeah, right. Uh, that would have taken on a whole new meeting, and he would have been a he would have been a creep stalker ready to kill her. Well, I guess when you put it that way, maybe you're right. Uh, but I guess I could listen to it any time of the day. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? I don't know about you, but I don't really have the intellectual capacity to focus on too many complicated things at the same time. I'm a simple-minded fella who took five and a half years to barely graduate college, and I can't be entirely sure they didn't give me the diploma just to get rid of me, like it was a participation trophy that your kid got at the soccer banquet. But I digress. Yesterday, it was announced that the Fenway Sports Group was in advanced talks to purchase the Pittsburgh Penguins NHL franchise from Ron Burkle and Mario Lemieux, who have owned the team for the last 22 years. The Fenway Sports Group not only owns the Boston Red Sox, they also own Fenway Park, Nesson, Fenway Sports Real Estate, Fenway Sports Management, Roush Fenway Racing, and the Liverpool Football Club in England. Now that's a lot of stuff to keep track of. It's especially a lot of stuff to keep track of for an ownership group that claimed they didn't have the money to keep Mookie Betts in a Red Sox uniform. Now they're in negotiations to purchase an out-of-town hockey franchise that's currently valued at $934 million. Meanwhile, I'm scraping through the internet yesterday to see who'll accept my AAA discount and whether they'll take competitor coupons. 
Look, I understand the only way rich people get richer is to buy things that makes them richer. And while the Pittsburgh Penguins may not be the most valuable hockey franchise in the league, they are the only ones who've been trying to find a buyer for the last six years. And while John Henry and his vast sums of wealth aren't exactly getting any younger, I suppose you got to strike while the iron is hot. Having said this, if the Fenway Sports Group are willing to invest their millions into, oh, I don't know, the Baxton O'Brien show with Steve Nagel, or fund my children with monthly stipends and trust funds, I would be more than willing to negotiate. Of course, they still have to deal with the remaining three season on Sidney Crosby's 12-year, $104 million contract at some point. However, I can assure you, the Baxendales will come a whole lot cheaper. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, you wake up every morning, you go to work, you put on your car hearts, and it's game on. Time to do real work like real people do. Unlike what's going on here right now. You get your car heart durable workwear at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and the looming genius of Steve Miller on Rock 102. I am so thankful that you played that. Like, beyond words thankful. Well, if it wasn't now, it was going to be later. Ah, uh, well, I'm and glad thought, it was now. Yeah, you want to start off the day right. That's what it, uh, yeah, that's how I live it. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, pretty nice today. Sunny and a high of 51. Uh, warmer tomorrow, sunny and a high of 66. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield will be joining us later on today. Believe it or not, Bright Nights is about to open. What? Again? Yes, every year. And uh, this year will be no exception. In fact, I believe there are even more lights, more way, more reasons to go. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit about Mayor Dom Dom a little bit later on. Oh, okay. His, okay. Uh, his newfound... Oh, why did you want to do it now? I don't... You know, I, I, uh, I can uh, I can get ready for it later. Well, That's we're, quite right. Well, we're, we're, we can play it all morning. It's, it's, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's the, the sound clip of the year. I, if, at least of the year. Yeah. Maybe this is maybe uh, Dom Sarno at his best. Uh, how do you, how would you like to proceed? I would like to proceed by talking about tipped workers because I just uh, was getting into this whole thing. Uh, I was starting to read this last night. Yeah. Tipped workers now will be seeing the benefits of new regulations from the Department of Labor. The new regulations actually reinstate the guidance that tipped workers cannot be paid the state's lower tipped minimum wage if more than 20% of their work time is spent doing non-tipped work. Could you please explain that in something that sounds like English? So uh, pretty much like uh, I remember uh, being a wait staff uh, member at Pizzeria Uno's all those years ago. Really? Yeah, and basically what they do is they, they line you up. This was at this particular restaurant. I'm sure it's similar in other places. But uh, they line, so they, let's say they had eight servers on for the day. Okay. Right? And then uh, you also had side work to do. Okay, Which sure. included, like, uh, one person would clean, make sure the salad station was clean and, uh, you know, refilled with all the ingredients for the next shift. Were you polishing lettuce and stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, you were rubbing it off. Uh, that's 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 when you really make it. When you I, polish, I was polish. told never to rub off on the salad bar ever again. You know what I'm talking about, though. It's like, it's you know, like you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but it's like different things, like you, you're you're poised to clean the cooler or something like that. Sure, you got but, you got other other responsibilities beyond <laughs> just serving food. But during that time, you're still only making like, at the time I was doing it, it was two dollars and sixty three cents an hour. So if you're spending an hour to do all that work, you're only getting two dollars and sixty three cents. The idea was 
that you were to get $2.63 on top of whatever tips you brought in, which would make you an average hourly rate. Okay, you know, sure. So you'd get maybe 8 bucks an hour or something by the time it was all said and done. All the more incentive to provide good quality food service. Right, but if you are not, uh, if you have a slow day and you're not getting those customers, you still got to do all that side work, and uh, you're not getting paid any extra for that. I think that's not a bad idea. Well, uh, if you want to nickel and dime the Unos folks, then go right ahead, It's Steve. not about nickel and diming the Unos folks. It's about... <laughs> You're, take, you're, you're taking money right out of their pocket for crying out loud. Paying people for the work that they that they did. The Trump administration had eliminated this rule, meaning workers could be paid five fifty five an hour for things like cleaning and food prep. The regulation's return has been celebrated by Attorney General Maura Hilly, calling it an important tool in the fight against wage theft. Now, on the flip side of that, for tipped employees, yeah, I was reading this other story about. Um, the story kind of hits home because it's about a radio host, okay? Sure. There's a radio host in L.A. named Lisa Stanley had to reach out to DoorDash and complain after a female driver delivered her food, then defecated in a trash can in the lobby of her apartment building. This is what we're tipping workers for, huh? Uh, did she do this because she had to go, or is she doing this out of, say, like, a protest because the tip was inadequate? I don't know. It happened on Friday, and Lisa didn't know about it until someone else in her building said there was a serious mess in the lobby. She posted security footage on Twitter, and it looks like the DoorDash lady partially missed the trash can, or at least part of what she left behind ended up on the rim. <sighs> DoorDash responded to Ooh. Lisa's complaint and said the driver was, quote, no longer able to drive with DoorDash. They also refunded her order, gave her $20 in credit, and returned the tip she'd left. Now you're not going to get any of it. You're not going to get, you're, you're going to get crap. They, uh, oh, I see what you did there. What? Getting crap. Oh, that is, yeah. that's clever. Um, you know, the thing is, uh, I mean, I can understand why someone would be upset if, say, a DoorDash driver relieved themselves in your lobby. Right. But how damaged is the woman who received the food as a result of this? She got her food. It was probably delivered in a timely mm -hmm. way, still piping hot from, like, uh, the very moment it was taken out of the oven. In a way, uh, that uh, monetary exchange uh, worked out for her. The fact that the driver has some sort of Bowel. intestinal issue... Yeah, they, well, who's, who's really responsible for that? Well, Lisa said she wasn't sure if the woman was having a bathroom emergency or what, but she says she might have let her use the actual bathroom if she had just asked her. I think, you know, if I were a DoorDash driver, I would feel very uncomfortable saying to a, a, a customer, uh, here's your food. By the way, can I use your restroom? Because I've got something Listen, going man, on you're not going to believe. You know, for the longest time, the like gas station bathrooms have been closed. Now they're finally reopened for the most part, but there was a there was a stretch there, like if you were traveling, yeah. Like, unless you were unless you weren't traveling on a on a major highway that had rest stops to it, you weren't going to be able to find a bathroom anywhere. That was kind of like the uh, hey, we're making you stay at home because you ain't going to find any place to go poo, and then God knows what people were using during that. That's time. why I stayed in the house. No, that's not really the reason why you stayed in the house. Well, yeah, I wasn't invited to a lot of places. Like, I mean, we went to we went to North Carolina uh, during that first year, right? Of that whole thing, it was it was it was like smooth sailing all the way down. I I went over the George Washington Bridge in about twenty five seconds. That's how that's how like little traffic was there. There was no traffic. 
25 on a, seconds? On a Sunday morning. What are the chances no of that? I've been on that. I've, I've been on that. On that yeah, on the, on the bridge where I've been stuck up there for almost two hours. It's 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 at least even in a, in a slow time, you're at least talking at least twenty minutes to get over that thing. Well, you know, maybe what the best thing we can do is not try to uh, you know design like traffic circles or you know change the numbers on uh, exits and highways and stuff, but maybe restrict our available bathroom facilities. I think that might be a good idea. That'll that'll clear up the roads. Uh. This woman thinks it's also especially gross because the woman may have gone and delivered someone else's food right afterwards. Well, they were waiting. Ew, that's gross. Although I did see another... Uh, well, she's not putting her f- hands in the food. I mean, thank goodness. I mean, well, just... Well... You probably just you know push the bag with a stick if you had to. Uh, there was another video a few months ago of this guy in San Francisco who was on a bike delivering Uber Eats. Yeah, because apparently they hire bike riders too. And uh, this guy was sitting on a corner, and what he was doing was taking all of the food out of the bag and dipping his hands into it to take a portion for himself out of everything that they had. Boxing it back up and then pulling out his own stapler, yeah, to staple the bag back as if the bag had never been touched uh, after it left the restaurant. That's against company policy, right? I believe that's uh, wildly against uh, wildly against company. Well, I'm company gonna have policy. to. I'm gonna have to see the regulations. That's gross. Too. I would never. You know, I would never do that. First of all, you don't know what kind of slop people are ordering. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a real picky eater. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Someone may, you know, order something that I'm just not going to like, and then I've ruined their food, and I've made myself sick. I would never just put my hands around somebody else's food. Why not? It depends. I mean, it, like, let's say, for example, it's a place that I really like, and mm-hmm. someone ordered something that I really enjoy. All right, well, I might be tempted. But if you're going to order something like uh, that, I that I don't care for, like something with like a maple syrup on it, I'm like, hey, please, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm see, all set. I was always uh, I was always very good to whatever I was delivering to somebody, food wise. Yeah, I was uh, I was probably a horrible waiter. I don't think I was very good at all. Really, I would have thought you'd be uh, superb. No, no, I wasn't, and uh, that was clear in my performance review really no i didn't have a performance review but i was yelled at several times were you uh, delivering the spinocle in an inappropriate way i think i might have uh, delivered that in an appropriate way but uh you know it whatever i mean it wasn't it was a job it was something i needed to do yeah. at the time and uh, i don't think i was very good at it but uh there were people that were and uh, they're very deserving of those those tips but i never you you would have people who would go oh, i'm gonna do like, you'd have to stop somebody from doing something to somebody's food. Right. Because it's raw, It's just morally wrong. I don't care how much somebody pisses you off. You don't do that to somebody's well, food. You don't mess with somebody's food. Think about uh, you putting the cart before the horse here a little yeah. bit, too, because think about what has to happen. You're if, As a driver, you're not likely to be pissed off at the yeah. customer until the customer has already received their food. Right. Like if they were rude to you at the door, they didn't tip you. You know, as you're m- taking the delivery from the restaurant and then delivering it to somebody's house, you don't really have much information to go on. You, you, you know, fiddling around with the food is an aggressive act that's purely on you. It's like nobody's forcing you to do that. Mm-hmm. You're doing that on your own. 
Now, if if this were a situation where you're taking the call and the uh, the customer is rude to you and they still want you to bring their uh, their kung pao over, mm-hmm. well, then that's really up to the customer to be uh, polite. I'm always polite to well, anyone who delivers anything to me. Regardless of whether somebody's polite or not, you could refuse service to them. You know, if you just say, you know, I don't like your attitude. I'm not going to deliver this food at all. But if you're going to deliver the food, you shouldn't do anything to alter the food. I agree with that. That's uh, that's like one. Of, that's one of those things that I would like. Because think about how many things you've eaten in your life that have probably been tainted by somebody who had a grudge. I bet you it's more often than not. I bet you because I mean, you didn't know about it, then it didn't disgust you. Yeah, but I'm not the kind of person that you know that pisses people off. I'm a delightful guy, Steve. I mean, I, I don't do anything to to aggravate anybody. Yeah, but not everybody thinks you're a delightful guy. Well, they're wrong, those little bastards. Yeah. I know several people who probably would say, yeah, he's not a delightful fella. <laughs> I don't know anybody yeah. who would say that to my face. Oh, I do. <laughs> it's 625 on Rock 102. I make a look Six. It's 629 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It'll be uh, nice today, sunny with a high of 51. Uh, it is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Jody Matt from the Spirit of Springfield will be joining us. Uh, Bright Nights is coming up next week. So that's pretty exciting. So if uh, you're trying to find a way to get into the holiday spirit, that's the way to do it. The Bright Nights started on July 4th. No, 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 no. That's when they shut it down. Ah. Uh, yes. Hey, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rum Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road, and Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. So, uh, George and Ted. George and Ted. Two guys. Yeah. They're showering after a workout when George notices that Ted's penis is like nine inches long, right? Really? Yeah. And he's like, wow, you're lucky to be blessed with such a huge member, says George. And I wasn't blessed, says Ted. I had to work for it. I did it by pleasuring myself once a day for two years using butter as lubricant. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but this thing used to be only five inches long. Come on. Yeah, right? He goes, well, that sounds pretty interesting, says George. I'm going to try that. And then a month later, they meet at the gym again during the shower. George shows Ted that his penis has actually shrunk and now is only two inches long, right? No kidding. Yeah. I don't understand. I've been uh, very careful to take care of myself once every day, and I even started doing it twice on Tuesdays and thrice on Thursdays. Thrice? Yeah. That's a lot. And he says, did you use butter like I told you? And he goes, actually, I was out of butter when you told me to use your method, so I used Crisco instead. I liked it so much, I use it as lubricant ever since. And he goes, you idiot, Crisco is shortening! But that kind of doesn't make sense because butter isn't elongating. Yeah, no, but still, yeah, it's not shortening. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Brian to Rock 102, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by Villa Napolitana. Open for Thanksgiving. Make your reservations today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. West Springfield police are warning that women are being targeted in purse snatchings that have taken place in recent weeks at the Riverdale shops. They said that the robberies have all involved women between their late 50s 
and 80s who were by themselves. These incidents are late in the afternoon and early evenings. They added that the crimes appear to be random and opportunistic. Police are asking shoppers to be aware of their surroundings, and anyone who sees suspicious activity should call 911 immediately. I would never get between a woman and her purse. I would never do it. Because that's, you know, they got like bricks in there, all kinds of heavy objects. Well, that's why they're not going after younger women. They're going after uh, vulnerable women. I get it. I I understand. But, uh, you know, you take a... You ever like grab a pocketbook from a, a woman just a, 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 and and see what she does? She'll go at you like a like a like a wombat. I mean, she'll just you know rip your flesh no. off your legs if she has to. She's got all those things in there. She doesn't want you to see. That's why it's all in there. Yeah. It's not for you. It's for her and her only. You start grabbing stuff like that. She's got a she's got a notion. She will beat you down, and you will have deserved it. Women just need to start carrying wallets in their front pockets. I don't have that much stuff to carry. I got a wallet, I got keys, yeah. and a phone. That's that's all I really need. I have a I have a very thick wallet filled with things that are useless. Like what? Well, I mean, open it. Well, first of all, I told you I got that picture in there. That's uh, my picture of my pride and joy, and it's uh, you know, right. I have a I have a Moose Club membership. Okay. I have a uh, I have a I have a pass for the Atlanta Marta that I never used three weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is probably going to be expired, and I'm going to lose out on seven dollars. Right. Uh, and I also have I mean I have my credit cards. Sure. And I have my AAA membership, uh, and uh, and my license. Let's see. I, I've got a AAA a membership. That's uh that's ex- that's expiring yeah. soon. I got. Uh, I got uh, a Costco card, a BJ's card. You got a coupon for Jim Dandy. I got like four or five different versions of my uh, insurance card. I don't know why I need all those. Of your health insurance? Yes. I. Uh, it's one of those things that every time they issue a new card, you're supposed to remove the old and one and you destroy just it. Put it in there. I don't. I. I, uh, I have not done that. I got a Macy's card. I never use that thing. What is the deal with the vaccine thing and you having to use your insurance card? What is that for? Why are they asking you for I thought the whole thing was free and... Nothing is free, Steve. Well, yeah, but I know it's... I mean, it, but you're not supposed to be charged anything for the vaccine. Out of pocket. You're telling me your insurance company isn't getting uh, getting a little something-something well, out of that? that's what I don't understand. Who's getting the money? Like, uh, all right, so uh, I took the kids to Walgreens the other day. They got their first vaccine shot. Right. Right. And then uh, she said, uh, I need to see your insurance card. Well, I didn't have my insurance card. So what did they do? Because I left it at home in my other useless wallet. Thinking you would. How many wallets do you have? I have six. Uh, But anyway, it depends on what I'm doing that day. I see. And I forgot the important one. Gotcha. So I I go to, uh, yeah, she's like, I need you to see your insurance card. And I said, I don't have an insurance card on me. And she goes, okay. And then all of a sudden, she gives me the receipt, and it says zero dollars on it. So, what's the? I don't understand. Well, they probably have your insurance information on file. Probably at a CVS, right? Because you Walgreens, Walgreens, because you had to make that appointment online, right? I did, but I never put my information in. Is that a Walgreens that you go to? I never go to Walgreens for anything. I don't go for like prescriptions or anything. Really? Like that. Yeah. Interesting. See, this is what I'm saying. I don't think you have to have a health insurance card in order to get the vaccine. Hmm. 
Maybe it's like one of those things like at a hospital where they can't, you know, they can't deny you care. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? But right. I don't believe I don't believe for a second this whole thing is free. Well, Nothing. But is that's what free. I'm saying. Who's getting like? Is the insurance company getting most of the money then when they put it on to their thing versus Walgreens getting reimbursed by the government? For- I'm sure there's some sort of backroom <sighs> handshake deal between the insurance companies and no. the pharmacies and the pharmaceutical company. Eh, they're all in cahoots. Cahoots. I don't like cahoots. I don't like cahoots either. But you know what are you going to do? You can't, you can't fight the cahoots. A uh, Worcester County man pleaded not guilty Tuesday afternoon after Southampton officers arrested him for allegedly putting a substance into a car's gas tank. Thirty-seven-year-old Alexander Yee of uh, Winchenden was arraigned on charges of malicious damage to a motor vehicle and breaking and entering in the daytime with intent to commit a felony. A district court judge said Yee's bail for $10,000 and agreed with Northwestern DA's office Stephen Gagne's proposal that if Yee does post bail, he is required to be equipped with an electronic monitoring bracelet. Uh, now, did they uh, did they mention anything about the rope? No, they didn't say anything about the rope. Southampton officers were called to the Big White parking lot around 4.30 Sunday for a report of a suspicious person already allegedly putting something into a gas tank of a parked vehicle. By the time the officers arrived, the person had left the area. Witnesses were able to provide enough information for them to arrest him. But, uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty high bail for, you know, just seemingly being accused of trying to put something in somebody's gas tank. I mean, that would basically be vandalism, right? Yeah, which would seemingly be like a, like a small misdemeanor, misdemeanor. misdemeanor charge, right? But as soon as you tie a rope around your penis, I think it becomes a different deal. And I think that's the thing they know about that they're not saying. Should we because be talking about because it? Because they're trying to prove whether this guy actually did. They probably know he, oh, well, he probably did do these things, but we need actual proof that he was doing this. I see. A penis on a rope. Because, <sighs> you know, you're right about that. That's an awful high bail for, you know, just a dude yeah. pouring water in a gas tank. I mean, it's inconvenient and it's not good for your engine, no question. But the other part of the story, yeah, then you can see, well, maybe we need to up the bail a but little that, bit. But that was never officially released by the police. That was a woman's account of her daughter whose car was, was it, that it was that was being messed with right. in the parking lot. Man, well, it'd be interesting to find out how this unravels itself, don't you think? I think you're right. It's an interesting story already. The uh, Springfield City Council voted unanimously Monday night uh, that would prohibit gas stations from selling fuel to illegal dirt bike riders. The ordinance is an attempt to work with gas stations to curb the issue of illegal dirt bikes and off-highway vehicles throughout the city, and it was signed by Mayor Dom Dom on Tuesday. Gas stations that violate the ordinance would receive a warning for their first offense and $100 fines for each subsequent offense. Uh, we've met with officials from other municipalities that have had this ordinance on the books for several years, and they've reported that they have not had an issue with this, uh, issue a single citation to gas station owners. Springfield officials are hopeful that other communities will also follow suit and implement efforts to get illegal dirt bikes off the roads. We actually have a sound clip from Mayor Dom Dom. I'm not going to tolerate this lawlessness. This is not Mad Max. This is not the Thunderdome. This ain't Thunderdome. It's not Thunderdome. But to him, it is Thunderdome. It's, it's quote. Let's hear that again. I'm not going to tolerate 
this lawlessness. This is not Mad Max. This is not the Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. The hell it's That's not right. Thunderdome. Listen, I'm going to take all you dirtbag scumbag riding dirtbag riders, and I am going to throw you into the Connecticut River. Hand by hand, one by one. Like St. Patrick with the rats. No, that was the snakes. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> he drove them all out of Ireland. I'm going to drive all you dirt bike scumbags right out of Springfield. He says, if you can lock down regionally, they can't guess up. You can't guess up in Springfield. You can't guess up in Chicopee. You can't guess up in Holyoke. But we also need the courts to back us up when we do make arrests like this and issue citations. Could they gas up in Longmeadow? You can't gas up in Longmeadow either. What about uh, what about West Springfield? You can't gas up in West Springfield. How's it looking in Agawam? No Agawam either. Uh, Ludlow? No. Perhaps? No. Nowhere around here are you going to be able to gas up your dirt bike. What about in Palmer? Could you do it in Palmer? Well, who cares what goes on in Palmer? They're all kind of inbreded out there. Anyway. Well, the people bordering Palmer on the Wilbraham side aren't too happy about it. I don't it. know how these uh, these brother, sister, husband, wives out in Palmer <laughs> get each other to work every day without a dirt bike. They need their gas. <laughs> in Palmer, you'll find the fleshy-headed mutants that live like they're in Thunderdome. You know, I once thought my cousin was very pretty, but I said, Dom, don't do that to yourself. She is your re blood. You cannot <laughs> fall in love with her. Very pretty girl. Yes. That Angelina. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just making things up. I, I don't know. know. We're just, it's like all right. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's got his new sound bite there. The This ain't Mad Max. This ain't Thunderdome. I'm this. not going to tolerate this lawlessness. This is not Mad Max. This is not the Thunderdome. He's right about that. He is right. It's not yet Thunderdome, but it could be. I do how like how he does those sound bites, you know. You know, it's funny. We uh, uh, did you uh, get a chance to talk to him at the uh, at the ball on Saturday? I did briefly. Yeah, yes, I did. He loves this stuff. He loves it. He does. I like when you're busting my chops. He was also uh, a very impressed about my name change in the uh, newspaper. Oh, did he reach out to you? He did reach out to me as soon as he saw it. Uh, he said. <laughs> Steve, I'm sitting here doing work on my laptop. I got my coffee out in front of me. And now I go on Mass Live and my coffee is now all over my computer screen. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bada bing, bada boom. God bless. Thumbs up. <laughs> Barry McCockner strikes again. Barry McCockner. I want to meet that guy. He sounds like he's buried deep in work. Yes. Though. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> Really got his nose to the grindstone. Have you tried Oliver Close Off? I like that one better. Uh, let's see. Uh, anyone who uh, lived through the 80s remembers McGruff the Crime Dog. I do. Take a bite of the crime. Wasn't it uh, Jimmy Durante? Was it Jimmy Durante was the voice of him? It, w it was someone trying to be. It wasn't Jimmy Durante himself. Take a Bite out of crime. But sometimes crime takes a bite out of you. A bunch of women were brawling outside of a bar in Louisiana on Friday, and the police had to break it up. One of the women uh, was a 36-year-old named Michelle Smith. And when one of the officers stepped in to stop the fight, she latched onto him and bit his ear off. Bit the ear off? According to police, she bit a, quote, large portion of his right ear completely off. Wow. Then fled the scene. Last we heard, they were still looking for her. 
They issued a warrant for her arrest and uh, plan to charge her with second-degree battery once they do catch her. The officer was taken to the hospital. It's not clear if they were able to sew the ear back on or not. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, uh, I get it. I get it. You're in the moment, and you're trying to, you know, you know, end the the skirmish. An ear biting would uh, would do it for me. I'd stop attacking at that point. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty nasty. It is nasty, especially when you're talking about you know one that can't be fixed. You know, like you bite off the ear and you spit it right back in their smug little face. It's very Mike Tyson ish of you to do. I've got a very interesting Mike Tyson story coming up on my next view from the couch. Ooh, I can't wait to hear. Yeah, no, it's a, it's bananas. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 51. Tomorrow, warmer with a high of 66. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Alice Cooper on Rock 102. Nice day today, sunny with a high of 51. Warmer tomorrow with a high of 66. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. It's hard to believe that uh, a week from today will be the final day of the Mayflower Marathon. That's crazy. It is uh, It is crazy. The Mayflower Marathon kicks off Monday morning at 6 o'clock at the Basketball Hall of Fame in the South, South Lot. That's uh, between the Hall and, uh, and Uno's and the Hilton Garden Inn. Uh, the goal, of course, is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable foods to not only raise the food but also cash for the open pantry because they're able to do a whole lot more with the cash. But nevertheless, last year when we had to do it indoors because of COVID, we had one of our best years ever. We did not have real high expectations as far as how much we'd be able to raise, but we wound up raising over $140,000. We should do that again. Uh, yeah, but no, it, it, it would be good to kind of do both, like have a lot of cash donations and a lot of food donations or, at the same time. Or, or we could just sit here the whole time. No, it. Steve, I think actually think being at the Hall of Fame uh, makes more sense. Get a chance to to, to see all of our our, uh, our friends, our listeners, uh, the people who are donating. Do we really need to see everybody? Yes, Steve, we uh, we do. We we really do. I mean, uh, to see uh, like the school challenge and you know stuff like that. I mean, it's all it's all very good stuff. By the way, uh, we have uh, we have you know guests coming up and uh, mm-hmm. you know maybe a couple of other surprises that we're not yet able to let leak out of the bag. But it's all going to be uh, fantastic. It all starts Monday uh, at uh, six a.m. Thanks to all of our sponsors: Big Y World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, and more. You can get all the details at Rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon, presented by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock102, Springfield's Classic Rock. We got uh, coming up after eight o'clock. Am I the a-hole again? Good. How about or eight o'clock? No, wait a minute. Seven o'clock. You want to do seven o'clock? I don't care when we do it, Steve. Let's do it. Let's do it after seven. We'll do it after seven, that? and uh, we'll make it. We'll make it mean something. Because uh, there, there's some pretty good stuff in here. Sounds good. It's right. 6.58 on Rock 102. New England. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'll admit it. There are times in life when the idea of self-medicating yourself into oblivion seems like a very productive idea. On the other hand, I find that I'm not exactly the sort of person that's got the goods to pull off the snot bubbles and the pasty skin tone. And so out of a desire to look great, I often say no thank you to taking expensive and possibly illegal hallucinogens for recreational purposes. These days, the strongest stuff I pack down is a multivitamin and a double dose of anything from the Moderna catalog. 
However, there are people who will take just about anything to catch a buzz. Perhaps you're sniffing glue or chewing Tide Pods, or perhaps you're guzzling down doses of illegal toad venom because it causes you to kick back and relax, just like Mike Tyson. In an interview with the New York Post at a psychedelics conference in Miami, former heavyweight champ Mike Tyson admits that about four years ago, after enduring years of drug addiction and weight gain, he took a dose of Sonoran Desert Toad Venom, which apparently is one of the most powerful and heavily restricted psychedelic substances in the world. So much so that Mike claims he died after his first dose of the Toad Venom. He did get better, however, claiming that during his temporary death, he discovered, quote, in my trips, I've seen that death is beautiful. Life and death both have to be beautiful, but death gets a bad rap. The toad taught me that I'm not going to be here forever. There's an expiration date. Mike, of course, claims that he took his first dose on a dare, but he's very careful with this stuff. having only taken it another 53 times. Mike says the venom makes him feel more creative and think more clearly, and that he's, quote, more present as a businessman and entrepreneur. Dude, I'm going to take your word for it and pretend that I can get through my life without having to resort to toad milking to feel good about myself. I've already got quite a lot on my plate, and the idea of extracting toad venom on my days off so I can see death doesn't really sound like a productive use of my time. But if you've got the chance to do it 53 times despite this apparent criminal confession, then knock yourself out. I would rather choose not dying at all and let it all come as a big surprise and then take your word for it, because frankly, you've got a tendency to be a little sketchy. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, whenever you see a crew taking down trees, you might notice that the chainsaws they are almost always using are the orange and white steel chainsaws, the very ones that you can find at Rocky's Ace Hardware. They are the benchmark chainsaw, and they are all steel trained technicians at Rocky's. For chainsaw service and repairs and information and advice, check out your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock one at 710 in the clash and Rock 102. Nice day today, sunny and a high of 51. Warmer tomorrow with a high of 65, and it is 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Scott Zolak will be joining us. We'll talk about Patriots football. I'm sure you'll have lots of questions for him. No, I'll have none, no questions. And uh, a pretty good possibility we'll be talking to uh, little Steven Van Zant tomorrow. I don't even know who that is. Little Steven from... Uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, The Sopranos, uh, Little Steven's Underground Garage. Uh, not ringing a bell. Not ringing a bell. Nope, really, don't even know who that guy radio is. Radio show's been on Rock 102 for almost 20 years. He's going to be in Holyoke, by the way. I know. And I'm excited because uh, quarantine allowed me to watch The Sopranos all over again for like the ninth time. And uh, it just keeps getting better every I, time I watch it. I love that show. It's fantastic. It's so fantastic that, you know, I... I I wonder if they could have done like a like a spin-off series with Uncle Junior and Polly Walnuts the way they did like uh, for the Jeffersons or Maud. <laughs> I don't think that would have worked. You out don't think well. so? I think that would have been terrific. No, I don't I don't think that was going to work out. Anywho, what do we got? Uh, we have uh am I the a-hole? Yes. Ah. AI am I the a-hole? This we, is my uh, one of my favorite subreddits on Reddit. Yeah, we did yeah. this last week. We uh, we talked about a guy who may have been an a-hole. Turns out, uh, I think he was. I don't remember what it was about. Some a-hole. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. And uh, this one uh, is, would I be the a-hole for not telling my siblings about their true paternity and taking everything in my dad's will? Ooh. Ooh, interesting. I, 38, have been uh, 
NC with my dad and two younger siblings for many years. What is NC? I have no idea. Now, my dad always treated me like crap because he was convinced that my mom cheated on him because she did a lot and trapped him into a crappy marriage and uh, that I was not biologically his. For my 13th birthday, my dad bought me a paternity test, just like every kid wants. Sure. And uh, even though the test results came back that I am indeed his, he accused me or my mother of sleeping with the test guy. Can you do that? I don't think you can. Uh, I've also done ancestry DNA tests and also matched with all of his relatives, so I'm pretty sure that, unfortunately, he is my biological dad. And dad just didn't want to take the responsibility. Yeah, this is quite long, so strap in for Okay. This. I have known for a long time that my younger sister was not my dad's. When I did the ancestry DNA test, my sister wanted to get one, too. My mom freaked out, admitted her indiscretion, and begged me to convince my sister that it was a waste of money and that she could just have a copy of my results. I did because I thought I was protecting her and she was going through a rough time at the time. I recently got a notification about the Ancestry DNA match. I looked it up and it looks like my brother's ex-wife got one of the kits both of my brothers for both of my brother's kids. And lo and behold, my brother's kids only seem to share relatives from my mom's side. Womp, womp. Oh, interesting. FYI, my profile uses a screen name, so she would have not have recognized who it was. My brother and sister have been uh, really crappy to me for years. Comments about how I owed their dad for uh, putting a roof over my head as a child and how dare I accept items from their grandmother's estate, etc. Uh, I put up with it for years because they are younger and honestly that not that bright. I thought they'd come around eventually. My dad made sure in a drunken fight with my mother. Sounds like my house. <laughs> um, in a drunken fight with my mother to give me a copy of his will, still have it, so that I knew that he had uh, put a stipulation in there about his estate being divided amongst his biological children. I know that he has not changed his will because his mental capacity has changed. Too much information. Right. Would I be the a-hole? If I did not tell my siblings and just let this play out at the will reading, take everything and kick them out of the family home, I would also be setting up funds for my nephew since my loser brother doesn't pay child support. She's got a lot going on There's here. A lot, of a lot of anger here. My husband thinks that this is stooping to their level uh, as they both rely on his estate currently for survival, so this will ruin them. They have no education or way to support themselves currently, but I kind of want to stoop. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like what you got there is a very, very dysfunctional group of folks. Yeah. Is it on? And I don't, I, it, and, and while I would normally think that honesty would be the best policy, I think this honesty really benefits nobody. Um, yeah. I, I think that you're just creating more of an issue. But, but how do you approach somebody and tell them, hey, by the way, uh, your dad's not really your real dad? You know, I have a uh, – I, I don't know. I, I, and, and I would assume that if you felt like your, your dad or the person you believed is your dad, it was the guy that raised you, it really wouldn't matter one way or another whether he was biologically your father or, or not. He's still your father figure, and you either you know, accept it or, or you don't. That's a that's that that's got to be one of those things to find out that the people that raised you were not the people that gave birth to you. Yeah, I'm sure that's. A, what have you found out? Like all after all these years, and your mother finally comes to you and go, uh, "Bax, uh, your dad isn't your real dad. Uh, 
I uh, I had a you know slip of conscious. Uh, uh, you know what I mean. I slipped <laughs> up years ago, and uh, I right. was in the throes of passion with a man named Rico. Rico. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that's exactly what happened. I don't. Uh, I, I I can't. Uh, I can't say that anything like that would happen to my family. I have a friend of mine uh, whose uh, mother died a few years ago, maybe like you know, 10, 10, 15 yeah. years ago, and he's telling me this story. And he says, "Hey, you want to hear a hilarious uh, deathbed confession from my mother?" I'm like, uh, "Okay, sure." The uh, the mother is dying. Right, she's uh, mm-hmm. and she's surrounded by her three children and all their spouses and, yeah. and maybe some of the grandkids. This is when you could actually have a bunch of people in a room with somebody right. dying. And uh, she said, "I I need to." Th- these are like her last words. Yeah, I need to be honest with you uh-huh. uh, because we have you guys don't know this. Uh, two things: one, uh, I was not your father's first wife. Ooh. And you're Jewish. What? They had no idea. They grew up Catholic. Okay. But they're actually Jewish. Okay. This was a deathbed confession, and like minutes later, she dies. Okay. You know, like, and they're like, why are we just discovering this now in our 40s? Why why have we gone through our whole lives denying that we're Jewish mm. and then finding out that there's another there's another woman out there who married dad like well, why would you why wouldn't you let that information be known well, I mean I, the whole uh did it have any effect the the dad getting married to somebody else no that had no that so, had no effect I, but see, the see that's that's one of those things because you have to realize what what time what culture you were in at the time sure the i'm sure the temperature of uh you know that scandalous it was always scandalous to have, oh well you can't get divorced you know that was that was like a big thing back then right like you know nobody wanted to let everybody know that they were divorced that was awful but jewish well, yeah, but, but but again, did that have any effect on how they were raised? Other well, no, th- I mean, I if mean they it, were raised it, Catholic, then so what? They still got some sort of. You but know, culturally, spiritual... but culturally speaking, that you know that could be a significant part of your upbringing, to which you have now been denied all of that. Which is, yeah, you know, I mean, again, you know, I don't think any of them converted to Judaism after this, uh, after this confession. But it was like. You know, why would you not be telling the truth of some of this stuff? You know, why would you not it, reveal? It's, it's like you know, it's like kids who are uh, who are adopted are yeah. often better off knowing that they were adopted than if they were just sticking out like a sore thumb and no one said anything. Like it was like there's some yeah. sort of shame behind it. Yeah, I don't see the the reasoning why you wouldn't tell anybody unless you were denouncing uh, Judaism. You know what I mean? Like if you, I don't know why you would do that. I don't. I, I. I. don't know why either. I mean, I don't know if the guy was fearful of anti-Semitism at the time. I don't. I have no clue. All I know is the kids never found out until <laughs> both parents were di- were were dead and dying, and, 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 that, and it moved on. And that is that is odd. But I don't think that's detrimental to their mental health no it's not detrimental it's just but it's not honest 
No, it's not honest. But and you're, how spend, and you're spending years going, well, wait a minute. Okay. Well, how can I pick up? How, how do I put all these pieces together and say, well, the puzzle gets completed now? Why, why would they have decided not to tell us this information? See, that would be at least, she, you know, she could have at least explained the reasoning why she chose not to do that. Right. Now, in the in the subreddit thing, yeah. why would you not tell, why would there have been so much mystery early on? I mean, obviously, it, you know, it all comes down to this one guy having this information and nobody else has this information. But you have to ask, okay, well, if that's the case, why didn't the parents let well, us know? Because people are embarrassed by those things. Ah. People don't want to admit to their children, of course, that they, uh, listen, uh, this guy's not your real dad. I wound up having... I wound up having a uh, a loose lips night, if you will, and uh, think one thing led to another, and here you are. Now I the, don't think that's I don't think that's that that is kind of an a hole thing to do. It that's is kind of an a hole, but you know, it sounds like this family has been making a holes left and right for the last 35, 40 years. But I would kind of be on the side of uh, hey, let's yeah, let's wait till the will reading to find all this out. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> Well, it, just oh. to see the looks on everybody's faces. You were treating me like crap for years, and now you realize you have no entitlement to any of this money. Hold on, before we distribute checks, let's look at a, let's take a look at some of this information I found. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to to kind of get back at everybody. Biological but, children. Hmm. hmm. Something you are not. Yeah, I mean, unless your name is specifically mentioned, which I don't think it is. You know, my dad didn't know he had a dad until he was like 12. Really? My grandmother told him that he had died. They had gotten, like, they went, they, they were both alcoholics. Surprise, surprise. Right? And they. Oh, I just thought it was something your dad picked up on his own. No, they got divorced when my grandmother was pregnant with my dad. And then she took, and then they, I guess they 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 took they barred him from going into the hospital when right. he was born, and then uh, and then they uh, they she told him throughout his entire youth that his his dad had died before he was born. It's not. I mean, that's... and then when he was twelve <laughs> years old, he was on some school trip going into New York City because that's you know it wasn't unusual for living in New Jersey to go to New York City for a trip. Right. And uh, she says, hey, by the way, your dad wants to meet you for lunch. Isn't isn't that just bizarre? That? I mean, you, 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 well, you think about that now. You know, if if your parents divorced when you were young, yeah, you know, the stigma of divorce isn't what it used to be. I mean, you know, back right. back when your you know grandparents were were young, yeah, you know that was real scandalous, and their hearts were an open book. You know, they did. You know, they did. They you did, know, they, they did. didn't. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah, and uh, you know, but but see, when once you start peeling the layers back a little bit, and you find out that that's got to be pretty devastating to a kid. You know, I yeah. think he always played it off like it was no big deal, but that personal like anguish that you would have not only towards your own mother but towards your own father too, because how come you didn't come try to get me earlier? It, you know, you know? It's it's important yet denied information. Yeah, yeah, but, it, it, and that's you know that's you know I mean the kid should know that there is a father out there, maybe even know who that father is. But I can see now the root of his substance abuse problems because that was just self medication for all the crap that he dealt with when he was a kid. Yeah, and I, he didn't know how to. 
you know, we we didn't do the whole uh, emotional thing and and therapy thing and mm-hmm. all that stuff. That was all like, if you went crazy, you got shipped off to the nut house. That was the way it was back then. So you did it by doing it other ways by drinking yourself uh, into oblivion. Well, that's a much more productive way of dealing with things. It's really not, but you can understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? I totally understand. Like you finally get why. This person was that. If way. you, you know, it's it's actually a pretty interesting exercise to, to 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 you know to kind of you know extract you know your family background to see why things are the way they are in your own family. And a lot of people don't take the time to do that. It's like, you know, well, okay, if uh, you know, if dad's an alcoholic, why was there alcoholism in his family, and why? What was what was it about? Because every family's got its level of dysfunction uh, on various. You know, levels of intensity, but it's like you know, but everyone's got something. You know, they are they they are the way they are yeah. because of how they were raised. If you go back and look in time, you say, "Oh, well, that would make a whole lot of sense." That's why he was. That's what he was. today with a high of fifty-one. Tomorrow warmer with a high of sixty-six. It's thirty-eight right now in downtown Springfield. Judy Matt from the Spirit of Springfield coming up uh, later on this morning. The uh, believe it or not, Bright Nights begins next week. Uh, and she's bringing food, I'm sure. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know if she's bringing food. I, you know, I, I don't feel like uh, she has to. No, you know, but she I, just does. I like a good rib at uh, 8.45 in the morning. I got to tell you, uh, eating uh, egg salad from Barry Krieger at 8 o'clock in the morning was kind of a nice treat. Isn't that like, it's like the best egg salad you've ever had in your life. You know, I'm often critical of other people's egg salad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've... I've, I've had it before, and it was very, very good. And then, you know, to have him make an extra batch, and it was, you know, a generous helping, I have to tell you. I was like, you know, there is no there is no doubt it's maybe one of the top two or three egg salads I've ever had in my life. I can't make uh, hard-boiled eggs correctly. They always, like, the shell sticks to the oh, egg. Yeah, how, yeah. Do you get, how do you stop that from happening? Well, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't really know. I, you know, Barry's got it down to a science. Like, you ever see like a hard-boiled egg where like the, like the uh, the outside of the yolk is all green and gray and stuff? Yeah. You ever see that happen? I have. Not here. Barry had that thing, perfect yellowish hue. I enjoy the uh, the pickled eggs, in the jar. You they, do. They sell them at uh, the grocery store. I'm not a big uh, a big fan of the pickled eggs. Why not? I don't know. It's not like I can say I've sat here and had a whole bunch of them in my life. I used to eat, uh, when I was a teenager, I worked at this bar yeah. that uh, had all kinds of these, you know, hot ham hocks. Right. And uh, and and pickled eggs. I used to eat that stuff all the time. You liked it, dude. I, lo- I love a good pickled ham hock. Uh, I've never really had the pickled ham hock. I got like a, I don't know I don't I don't, I don't know if it's like a like a like a fear of the pickling. I mean I like some pickled stuff, but sometimes oh, I don't. Pickling would probably be the safest food you could eat because of all that vinegar in there. It's not like True. you get uh, you're un, you're less likely to get a foodborne illness. What I don't understand is I posted a picture of this egg salad yesterday on Facebook, uh-huh. and there were a bunch of people with their judgments all cast out there, like. Yeah. Ooh, gross! Oh. And someone said, "Ooh, you're eating it without bread, like a crazy person." I'm they, like, "Dude, I'm I'm eating it with a fork." They have not appreciated a good egg salad, especially from Barry. Kr- 
Krieger. Like their 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 assumption is that I would be riddled with horrific gas. Well, I wasn't hor- riddled with horrific gas. I had bad gas going into it. It didn't make it any worse. I still have my dish upstairs in the fridge. You should uh, don't let it stay there, Steve. But I didn't put my name on it. So do you think like uh, somebody's vultures may have gone in there? Pat Kelly dipped his finger into it. Wouldn't be or something else. Or Dan Williams. Uh, Dan Dan's got some dietary restrictions. But Pat Kelly, mm-hmm. maybe I could see it. I could see him dipping something in there, and it might not be so. Uh, so it might not be hygienic. You know what we should do? Uh, coming up after the news later on this hour. Yes, we'll talk about the new refrigerator that we got upstairs. How about that? All right, that's man. that's some hard hitting stuff wow. right there. Wow, we are selling it today. Yes, we are. News is next to Rock One Hundred Two. Rock One Hundred Two. 738 with Bax and O'Brien and Steve Nail on Rock 102. It is time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement this month. They're offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call Yankee Home today and mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, why did I do that? The sixth deadly crash in the city of Springfield in the past two weeks remains under investigation. The latest victim died in a two-car crash on Tuesday morning. I think I said off the air that there was one this morning. This was actually from yesterday morning. Wow. Uh, But Springfield police said one car crossed over the center lane and collided with another vehicle on Worcester Street, and the man who crossed over to the center lane uh, was the one who uh, passed away. Uh, I certainly can't remember a time in the city of Springfield where you've had six deaths in one month, according to Springfield Councilor Justin Hurst. Uh, Hurst reacted Tuesday to the latest string of deadly crashes, the sixth in the past two weeks. Tuesday's crash joins others under investigation this month, including two on Page Boulevard, Boulevard, one on Verge Street, two on State Street, where both victims were uh, pedestrians hit by cars. Western Mass News is trying to get answers. They asked Hearst what needs to be done uh, to prevent crashes from happening. You know, um, not for nothing, but it seems like Worcester Street has its share of, of accidents. Like, for whatever reason, that's like one street where... People get hit. I don't, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know what the. Uh... I mean, I think people, you know, they they, and I'm not even sure where on Worcester Street these these accidents are happening as you're, you know, heading into the, uh, you know, into the orchard. But it's like, you know, uh, you go down that hill, and people are uh, are flying down that road, and there's a couple of side streets where people may not be seeing what's going on. There's some you know traffic on the on the streets, and then you know it turns into. You know, brings you down into to Main Street. I, I can see where things get a little uh, you know, yeah. a little hairy over there. It is kind of odd that we've had so many. Uh, yeah, it in, is. In, in, in such a short amount of time. A Chickabee man arrested after police said he shot two men in the bathroom of the Hadley Walmart is now facing a range of felony assault and weapons charges in connection with the incident. 26-year-old Wilmer Alvarez Vargas. Vargas. Vargas was arrested the night of August 22nd. A short uh, while uh, officers... Uh, after officials believe he shot an 18- and 19-year-old in the Walmart bathroom, hitting one in the face and leg and the other in the arm and the chest. Police said they stopped Alvarez Vargas and his uh, companion, Kayla Fernandez, of Holyoke on Route 9 as they left the scene by car. The officers found a loaded gun and suspected heroin and cocaine on the side of the road by the car. After his indictment by a Hampshire County grand jury on November 4th, uh, Vargas uh, now faces seven assault oh, and weapons charges, including two counts of armed assault with intent to murder. Both shooting victims also face charges in Hampshire Superior Court. 
18-year-old Juan Hernandez of Schenectady was arraigned on three weapons and ammunition charges on November 9th. And Yaron Matos Colon of Springfield is scheduled to be arraigned on November 23rd on charges of possession of heroin and cocaine with intent to distribute the drugs. Right before Thanksgiving. So close to go, before uh, the, the Black Friday sales at Walmart. Uh, the 23rd is Wednesday, right? Am I right about that? No. No, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Just before the long Thanksgiving weekend. You're right, Steve. Yes. You're Uh, going to be arraigned. You're probably going to be held. Then you got to get your family to bail you out. You'll be spending all your. You could have been watching football. You could have been stuffing your face with turkey. But you know what? Don't let this uh, scare you from going to Walmart. You know, I mean. 99.99% 99.99% of the time, your purchases at Walmart are made perfectly safe. Yeah, and there's plenty of other things in a Walmart to be scaring you not to go there. No, I mean, I, I, what I'm telling you is don't, don't, don't let this scare you. You know, you got, you got falling prices all over the place at a Walmart. Yeah. I try to avoid a Walmart at all costs. Really? I just, uh, I, I, it's like, again, walking into the Big E. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> I don't, do I have to deal with these uh, stinky people today? Or I don't these, know. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's great prices there, but not really my cup of tea. You still got that website, the people of Walmart? Yeah, I think they do. I think Reddit has another one, too, that you can uh, always go look on there. There's always yeah. updating on that. People of Walmart used to be a great site if you want to look at the, you know, genetic disasters and freaks. That was great fun. Uh, West Springfield police are warning that women are being targeted in purse snatchings that have taken place in recent weeks at the Riverdale shop. They told Western Mass News that the robberies have all involved women between their late 50s and 80s who were by themselves. These incidents happened in the late afternoon and early evenings. They added that the crimes appear to be random and opportunistic. Police are asking shoppers to be aware of their surroundings and anyone who sees suspicious activity should call 911 immediately. What's the uh, what's the difference between a peeping tom and a pickpocket? I don't know, Steve. What's the difference between a peeping tom and a pickpocket? Well, one snatches watches, and the other one. Oh, hey, we're going with that, and thank you very much for not finishing it. Well, hey, I I know the line. (laughs) I know where to cut myself (laughs) off. The uh, Springfield City Council voted unanimously Monday night that would prohibit gas stations from selling fuel to illegal dirt bike riders. The ordinance is an attempt to work with gas stations to curb the issue of illegal dirt bikes and off-highway vehicles throughout the city and was later signed by Mayor Dom Dom on Tuesday. Gas stations that violate the ordinance would receive a warning for their first offense and $100 fines for each subsequent offense. Springfield City officials are hopeful that other communities will also follow suit and implement efforts to get illegal dirt bikes off the roads. I think we do have a clip from Mayor Dom Dom. I'm not going to tolerate this lawlessness. This is not Mad Max. This is not the Thunderdome. This is not the Thunderdome. You people need to follow the rules. <laughs> it's a little bit like the Thunderdome. Well, I, uh, yeah, I, when they're riding around and, uh, you know, blocks, boxing cars in. And everything. Well, I, I, I know nobody likes these, uh, these dirt bike dudes on the roads and stuff. I gotta tell you, they're doing some real wild, evil, Knievel stuff. They may get themselves killed, but man, you, you gotta—you almost have to applaud, you know, their uh, tenacity. That, this, some of these, some of these little stunts take some real talent. This is a society, people. 
We have rules in this city. And if you want to come into my city and gas up your dirt bike, you dirt bag, <laughs> you got another thing coming. Yeah, that's gonna, right. I am going to hit you over the head with a bottle of dry gas so hard, you're going to think it's wet. <laughs> uh, Don't cross me. Don't cross me. He's... <laughs> You don't want uh, you don't want Dom Sarno uh, going at you because he thinks it's Thunderdome. Well, There's got to be some other Mel Gibson movie you could uh, you could reference instead. Yeah, this is not the man without a face. This is not Loaded Weapon or Lethal Weapon. This is not uh, what was the guy's name in The Man Without a Face? McCloud. Uh, 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 faceless uh, McGee. Faceless McGee. This is yeah. <laughs> this is not what women want. <laughs> I can't understand you. I can't read your mind. <laughs> this ain't lethal weapon either. No. I'm getting too old for this shiznit. <laughs> this ain't Braveheart. No. You're not walking through the city throwing your spears up in the air. No, it is not. This is not. Give me another Mel Gibson movie. Uh, 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 uh. I don't even know. Oh, you can't even think of a Mel Gibson movie? You, you've named pr practically all of them. Uh, and now you're looking it up, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> we, can yes, go I we can go through this whole list of them. It's the year of living dangerously in Springfield. What do we got? Uh, I got Lethal Weapon 5. This ain't <laughs> Lethal Weapon 1, uh, or 2, or 3, or 4, or 5. How about Mel Gibson's Apocalypto? This ain't Apocalypto either. That's the damn Although truth. Although I like doing that dance every once in a while when I'm out uh, with my wife. No, 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 Steve. That's, we, did that's the the... we did the Apocalypto the other night at the Bright Nights. I fall. believe that's the Macarena. No, I think you're thinking of Calypso. Calypso. Yeah, that's yes. what I was going Sorry for. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Worcester County man pleaded not guilty Tuesday after Southampton officers arrested for arrested him for allegedly putting a substance into a car's gas tank. The 37-year-old uh, suspect, Alexander Yee of Winchton, was uh, arranged on charges of malicious damage to a motor vehicle and breaking and entering in the daytime with intent to commit a felony. They uh, set Yee's bail for $10,000 and agreed with the Northwestern DA's office. Uh, if Yee uh, does post bail, he is required to be equipped with an electronic monitoring bracelet and stay out of Hampshire County until this trial is over. <laughs> stay out of cat box. You get uh, Mayor Dom Dom involved in this one. You, with the rope on the penis, stop it. <laughs> you're putting dry gas in somebody's car, then you follow them? Oh, it's not dry gas. It's water, didn't it? Yeah, ruined the engine completely. That's the wet stuff, Mayor. Yeah. That's not what we are looking for. And you want to victimize these young ladies <laughs> by making them break down on the side of the highway, walking up to their window and pulling out your Jimmy John? That's not how we do it around here. Get the hell out of Hampshire County. We got the rope of dope in Springfield. He could, he could be uh, he could be doing all this. Stuff. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the use of breath tests has been essential has been an essential tool in OUI prosecutions in Massachusetts, but a judge has ordered the complete exclusion of breath tests from OUI prosecutions in the state pending further litigation. Well, that should be able to help uh, police officers out with yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, Judge Robert uh, Brendan's uh, ruling, uh, whatever. Somebody, I don't, I don't even know how this story. It just goes into the next paragraph. 
Bernard sent 22's a new, 22 News a news release reporting the latest ruling. Oh, Joe Bernard, he's an attorney, and he's the one that filed this petition. Gotcha. Right? It said in part, this decision comes after lead defense attorney Joe Bernard raised serious concerns about not only software problems impacting the scientific reliability of a breath test, but also about the Office of Alcohol Testing, or OAT as it's known. The office has been designated to care for and maintain the breath test machines and the machines and its continued failure to disclose potentially exculpatory evidence that could benefit defendants charged with OUI. Uh, the state, I remember talking about this, that the, all these machines were messed up. Do you remember this going back a few um, years ago when they stopped them for a while? Yeah, yeah, I do. The state had detected a number of tests were flawed back in 2015. The state eventually blamed officers, saying they didn't calibrate the machines correctly. And they Ooh. stopped Yeah, and they stopped using them in, in yeah. prosecutions. When it was actually the machine's fault. It had nothing to do with the, uh, the operator. Uh, we're the always machine. willing to point fingers the wrong way, aren't we? In February of 2021, a Massachusetts court ordered that defendants in drunk driving convictions be notified that they can return to court and uh, request that their conviction be overturned in the appropriate circumstances. So if you took a breath test and uh, you want to overturn that OUI conviction, you get a jail, get out of jail free card, my friend. Giddy up. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Uh, Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 51 tomorrow. Sunny and warmer with a high of 66. It is 39 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. Your home is most likely your biggest investment, and when it needs roof repair, you want to make sure you have the best person for the project, whether it's a minor repair, storm damage, or a complete... And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but I don't really have the intellectual capacity to focus on too many complicated things at the same time. I'm a simple-minded fella who took five and a half years to barely graduate college, and I can't be entirely sure they didn't give me the diploma just to get rid of me, like it was a participation trophy that your kid got at the soccer banquet. But I digress. Yesterday, it was announced that the Fenway Sports Group was in advance talks to purchase the Pittsburgh Penguins NHL franchise from Ron Burkle and Mario Lemieux, who have owned the team for the last 22 years. Fenway Sports Group not only owns the Boston Red Sox, they also own Fenway Park, Nesson, Fenway Sports Real Estate, Fenway Sports Management, Roush Fenway Racing, and the Liverpool Football Club in England. Now that's a lot of stuff to keep track of. It's especially a lot of stuff to keep track of for an ownership group that claimed they didn't have the money to keep Mookie Betts in a Red Sox uniform. Now they're in negotiations to purchase an out-of-town hockey franchise that's currently valued at $934 million. Meanwhile, I'm scraping through the internet yesterday to see who'll accept my AAA discount and whether they'll take competitor coupons. Look, I understand the only way rich people get richer is to buy things that makes them richer. And while the Pittsburgh Penguins may not be the most valuable hockey franchise in the league, they are the only ones who've been trying to find a buyer for the last six years. And while John Henry and his vast sums of wealth aren't exactly getting any younger, I suppose you gotta strike while the iron is hot. 
having said this, if the Fenway Sports Group are willing to invest their millions into, oh, I don't know, the Baxton O'Brien show with Steve Nagel, or fund my children with monthly stipends and trust funds, I would be more than willing to negotiate. Of course, they still have to deal with the remaining three seasons on Sidney Crosby's 12-year, $104 million contract at some point. However, I can assure you, the Baxendales will come a whole lot cheaper. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, you wake up every morning, you go to work, you put on your car hearts, and it's game on. Time to do real work like real people do. Unlike what's going on here right now. You can get your car heart durable workwear at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 814 and the Scorpions on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 66. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, I got this weird email yesterday, which I uh, I didn't expect from um, from uh, where I went to college, mm-hmm. Marquette University. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how it is in, in any other campus in America, mm-hmm. but if they wanted to track you down... And find you. There is no other organization uh, more adept at doing it than an alumni association at a a college. They will find you. No stone goes unturned. It's not hard to find people nowadays. Yeah, I know. But if Jimmy Hoffa were a Marquette graduate, they would have found him years ago just to... Just to try to pimp him for a few alumni contributions over the years. I bet you that Lindbergh baby hadn't paid the student loans, uh, they'd be after her, too. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Apparently, uh, they want to do, you know, every quarter, they have an alumni magazine. Mm-hmm. And they talk about all the things that are going on, on the campus that that uh, your hard-earned dollars paid for. This is an they, online newsletter. This is not an actual physical magazine. No, right? it's like a, it's a physical magazine. It's like it's like they actually send it out to people who have graduated or okay. have in some cases just attended. All right. So they uh, they write me this uh, this email about how they want to do a column on me uh, to talk about all the wonderful things I've done for the community. Specifically, they mentioned the Mayflower Marathon uh-huh. and that uh, the Massachusetts Broadcast Hall of Fame thingy. Oh, yeah. Which I we're re- still waiting on. Forgot about that. And uh, so they asked if I'd be interested in doing it, and I thought, is this going to cost me? I mean, am I going to have to make an alumni contribution? Is that the reason why I'm being asked? Is it because if is this is a, it's a shakedown? Because I can, I can see... Uh, this kind of going either way. You know what I mean? It's I like, think it's a shakedown. They're probably going to be asking you for money too. This is what I'm at. This is why I'm saying it mm-hmm. because uh, y- you know there are plenty of people that I went to school with that have done uh, you know, very very good things in their careers and throughout their lives, but they never talk about the kind of people they were while they were attending school. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to go back into the transcripts and counted all the many times that I had fallen into academic probation, this email would never have been sent. They uh, they don't care about that. I don't know if that's true. They don't care about that. If you are some uh, significant figure in, the, in a community... Which, you know, that is debatable. Well, but you are... Essentially, I guess a known figure in this region of the country, 
That is marketing for them yeah, because I, we are now talking about Marquette University. Yeah, no, I know that, but but you you got to understand. Uh, at least the first few years I was at Marquette, of the yeah. five and a half years it took me to finally graduate and get a degree, um, I was um, fat, drunk, and stupid. It's the only way I can really describe it because it really is the only way to go through life. Well, you know, in the movie they said it's yeah. no way to go through life. That's but, what I mean. I'm saying the opposite. It's, uh, the fact is, it was a way of going uh, through life, and in a great profound way i may have wasted my parents hard-earned money you don't say i yes because any dope can do this job but uh and and many dopes have Mm -hmm. but uh it's like do they do they remember anything that may have been written down uh, like, are the records still there? No. I mean, can they can they go back in time and and track Listen. all the many areas of the ca- campus in which I may have vomited? Listen, they got five and a half years of your parents' money. They could care less about what your academic standing was. Again, you are now a spokesperson for that university because they want to use you as the mouthpiece. Uh, hey, talk about how what great accomplishments you do. We're not going to even talk about the fact that. Uh, you got uh, barbecue sauce and Keystone Light on your on uh, your uh, college entrance exams. Well, I, yeah. I was filling it out during lunchtime. Well, I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, they're, not, they're not. They don't care. It's, uh, you know, I, I I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the interview, obviously, but it's like um, I try to think back to those years between like the ages of eighteen to God knows what age I was when I actually finished. And I uh, I find myself thinking, I don't know if I'm really representative of that okay. university. I'm not sure I'm I'm their proudest achievement. Well, listen, uh, it's been 21 years now since I graduated Westfield State University. Right. And uh, they have not asked me to step foot on that campus uh, without a police escort. See, and I then. feel like I'm like the same. I'm in. Yeah. I'm the same way. They the have, same boat. They have never reached out. I think a part of it probably is the fact that they don't maybe not separate in the last name thing because my last name is different than what I use on the air. Yeah, right. Uh, so maybe that's why they don't they don't uh, recognize. But uh, I, b- never... I believe your last name in the uh, yearbook was <laughs> McCockner. I believe it was Gozinia. It was Dick Gozinia. <laughs> And that's where it begins. And then uh, I even had a son. It was little Dick goes in. There you and, go. And then, right. Uh, my dad was big Dick goes in. You sure? And uh, you know, but yeah, I uh, they don't. I don't think they've reached out. A that might be a, a factor. But I've mentioned it many times that I've been that I went to that school. Right. When it was a college, not a university. Sure. Yeah. So, they, you know, no, they, I mean, they they totally glowed up. Uh, I could never see them asking me to do anything there. They've asked you for money, though. Oh, they ask me for money all the time. Every See, quarter, I'm getting a mailer going, would you please like to dedicate money? I'm getting stuff in the mail all the time. I'm getting I'm getting phone calls from, mm-hmm. like, student, you know, current students who are, like, you know, it's their job to shake down, uh, you know, former graduates. Yeah. And, and it's the most presumptuous phone call. It's like... You know, can we put you down for a thousand dollar alumni donation? And I said, like, can you put me down as saying, 
go F yourself because there's no way I'm dishing out $1,000 for you. You know, I know you went to Marquette, but what did you major in? Um, I majored in broadcasting. That was an actual thing? They actually had a broadcasting major. That's what I did at Westfield State. I did the mass communications. See? We we covered everything. Yeah, right. We covered newspaper, uh, television, press releases, all kinds of media. Yeah, well, we kind of did that, too. It was a lot more general than just broadcast stuff. But, I mean, honestly, there has to be somebody else who has done good stuff. (laughs) I mean, the Mayflower Marathon, I'm very proud of. Don't get me wrong. You know, the Hall, of, the Hall of Fame thing hasn't happened yet, so I don't know what to expect with that thing because it's been delayed through uh, through COVID. Yes, but, but you've already know that you're going to get the award, so it's not like... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not going to take it away. Well, I don't know. Oh, they, they could. They took, they took O.J.'s Heisman away from him. Somebody could actually, from the uh, Massachusetts Broadcasting Association, actually listen to the show and go, why did we do this again? <laughs> they What's they were there for, for 27 years because of hot... Yeah. What? How? Listen, you ain't. Uh, you should do your school a favor. Do the interview. Write the uh, the or you know write whatever you got to write, and uh, move on with your life. Well, I, so. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm a little stunned that they're focused on me. That's what I'm saying because we have a history. You know, there are still stories oh. to tell. There are still people who work there who can recall my time there. That's but that it, is but upsetting. It obviously, isn't. Uh, concern enough for them to not. Add, I just don't think. I don't think they've thing. all talked to each other yet. I think they're you know they're on different sides of the campus. Where like you know we're thinking about doing something on Baxendale. Really? Are you sure you want to do that? Hey, uh, did I ever tell you about the time uh, my liver function tests were thrown off for like a week because of all the alcohol that I drank on campus? Did I ever tell you about the time I actually vomited on the president of the university's shoes? Did you really? Yeah, I actually did. <laughs> it happened. Well, what can you do? No. And yet, they didn't kick yeah, me out. Couldn't uh, figure that out. Well, I my uh, advice to you is to do the interview. Yeah. Make your school proud. <sighs> Man. They, now, God, this guy's see, there's got to be something else. This is uh, this is what I uh, and I didn't say this, so uh, don't blame me. I heard this from another Marine. I I wasn't a Marine, but I'm saying. We're talking about Marines, right? Yeah. And a Marines, because I said, uh, we, we were talking about a specific individual, and I'm like, uh, yeah, that guy works in the recruiting office, right? Sure. And he goes, yeah, you know why he works in the recruiting office? To show anybody can get into the Marines. <laughs> so they're just using yeah, you. Right. They're just using you as a, you see why yeah. we're using this guy? Cause to show anybody can get into Marquette any, University. Any, any loudmouth dope can get through the admissions process and and you don't need your parents to bribe us to do it it's 824 on rock 102 would you like 832 with bax and o'brien to rock 102 it's time for news brought to you by servio locksmith they got a key for that there's local radio icon steve nagel uh thanks bax oh you're welcome you know i'd like to tell you more uh but oh here we are you ready <laughs> I mean, you'd like to tell us more. You barely started. Well, because here's the thing: I I don't print up papers anymore. I don't use the printer. I haven't used the printer probably in like two years now because I have this little office now that I'm broadcasting from. Unfortunately, the uh, the great computer systems that we have here right tend to kind of lock up every once in a while. So then when I go to switch back to something. 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, these uh, these things happen. You know, we have a brand new printer up there too. It's beautiful. It's well, early. that's great that we have a new printer, but yeah. we don't have the new software to go with it to well, handle it. You want everything? I'm not. Uh, I'm not printing anything up. West Springfield police are warning that women are being targeted in purse snatchings that have taken place in recent weeks at the Riverdale shops. They told Western Mass News that the robberies all involve women between their late 50s and 80s who are by themselves. These incidents in the late afternoon and early evenings uh, add, uh, <clears throat> and they added that crimes appear uh, to be random and opportunistic. Police are asking shoppers to be aware of their surroundings, and anyone who sees suspicious activity should call 911 immediately. That uh, that whole shopping area is getting really bad down there. I actually haven't been out over there in a good long time. I was there the other day because I was told that Coles would have shoes for me. And did they? They did not. They, what uh, was wrong with the shoes? They had lack of selection of shoes. Leaving, went, leaving you almost like shoeless Steve Nagel. Well, I had to. I, it was Thursday. I had to go. Uh, I was trying to get shoes for the ball. Right. Yeah. And, and then uh, I went to Coles. Everybody, go to Coles. Go to Coles. Coles got shoes. What do you mean they have no shoes at Coles? They have shoes, but they don't have dress shoes. They don't have enough selection of dress shoes. That's the problem. Uh, it's I see. a lack of selection. So I had to go to the uh, the big and fat store. And uh, oh, in Holyoke, up in Holyoke, and uh, see, they always have what I need because you know. But you're always paying a little extra more too. Yeah, but but can you afford to look bad? Yes, you can afford to look bad. I don't, I, I don't know if you can. You know, and then, you know, somebody said, hey, why don't you be funny and wear a pair of Chuck Taylors? You know how much Chuck Taylors cost now? Hey, why don't ridiculous. You, why don't I be funny? How about you mind your business? That's how. That's what I would have to say. There's these shoes that uh, have been around since the 1950s. Yeah. Are like $90. Yeah, well, you know. For a pair, it's a piece of cheap rubber uh, with some canvas on it. I hate to break it to you, but good yeah. shoes... Good shoes are going to cost you 150 200 bucks. Yeah, but shoes that aren't going to make your feet screaming by the end of the night. I hate I mean it, it's they're expensive, but I mean I don't like rental shoes, man. I just I don't I don't like them. Well, that's why I didn't want to rent a shoe. You know, not, somebody... not to say anything's bad from that place. I'm just saying that uh, I just don't feel comfortable renting a shoe. Did you notice how many guys at the ball were wearing glittery shoes? Yeah, what was up with that? That's like a thing. Like Dennis Murphy was wearing uh, red glittery shoes, like he was in the the Wizard of Oz. Justin Roberts was wearing uh, yeah. like glittery shoes. Of course, he has a whole line of glittery shoes. But uh, yeah, glitter shoes. Would never have thought of that. I'm not that flashy, I guess. I'm not a. I had a. I saw a guy wearing socks that said "Fu" on them. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, he showed me he was wearing the socks. You sure they didn't just say fun and that the no. end was like on the heel or something? No, it, it was pretty blatant of what it said. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like he was showing everybody. He just showed me. Hmm. I would have probably classed it up a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know about that. Oh, I was very classy. I like, uh, I should have worn uh, just shorts. Because <laughs> black tie just means you need to wear the jacket, right? I think shorts would have been uh, enough to kick you out. Eh, I don't know about that. We'll ask Judy when she comes in. Sure. The uh, Springfield City Council voted unanimously Monday night that would prohibit gas stations from selling fuel to illegal dirt bike riders. 
The ordinance is an attempt to work with gas stations to curb the issue of illegal dirt bikes and off-highway vehicles throughout the city, and it was signed by Mayor Dom Dom on Tuesday. Gas stations that violate the ordinance would receive a warning for their first offense and $100 fines for each subsequent offense. Again, I, I just feel like you're putting too much pressure on the clerk at the gas station to say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not letting you fill up. To me, you're asking for trouble. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah it, it'll be interesting to find out how this whole thing pans out. Yeah, because and, you're putting a lot of pressure on people. And you know, these clerks are not necessarily you know law enforcement types. No. You know, sometimes they're just you know youngsters who are uh, you know working late night at the uh, at the stop and go. Well, I'm you know I'm sort of reading this other story too, off to the side here uh, before we went back on the air about this Wendy's restaurant that was on TikTok that. The, all the employees walked out. They just they just had enough, and they said, you know, we're, we're not doing it anymore because of a lack of help from other people. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people coming back to those jobs anymore. Right. And the people that are working there are being uh, poised with triple and double duty for the same amount of price that you would have <sighs> if you worked there two years ago with a bunch of people. Those Frosties aren't going to make themselves. No, but I think my point is that, like, is that the kind of pressure you want to now put on uh a retail clerk, you know, you know, uh, to say, oh well, you know, I would imagine, yeah, uh, you'd let them get away with it until you got caught doing it because it's not worth the confrontation. To you me. know, I know people who are on the management level of a convenience store, mm-hmm. and uh, and by that I mean like the night manager. There's enough for those young people to worry about between you know having to. Sell you scratch tickets or cigarettes right. or you know uh, alcohol than to have to try to you know police your gasoline consumption. You know it's like yeah. they got enough going on in there. Uh, do we have the clip from Mayor Dom Dom? We do. We yeah. do. You want to hear it? Let's hear that. I'm not going to tolerate this lawlessness. This is not Mad Max. This is not the Thunderdome. This is not Thunderdome, Bax. Oh, you don't. Have you to tell can't me. just go around. Uh, this ain't the Patriot either. No, it is not the Patriot. You're right. This isn't uh, Bad Daddy 2. (laughs) This isn't Lethal Weapon 2 through 5. This isn't Ransom, okay? We have rules in this community. You dirtbags, dirtbike scumbags want to come into my city and fill up your tanks at my gas stations? You got another thing coming, my friend. You're going to wind up with a pair of handlebars in your bed tomorrow morning. How about that? Med Dom Dom Smash. Maya Dom Dom Smash. <laughs> I think he said that on purpose. You know, I'm, I'm he sure set he set it up for us to talk about it. And, you know. You know what I think it is? Remember, like, uh, Chief Scott in Holyoke? Yeah. That guy was like a walking quote machine. Everything out of that guy's mouth was quotable. And you could play it on the air because everything was a gem, a total gem. I think what's that's what Dom Sarno's trying to do I now. Do, it's our new uh, local gym. That's it. Yeah, he he finds something. He's gonna he's gonna be banging that thing for a while. Springfield police made an arrest following shots fired on School Street in Springfield Monday night, according to a statement from the department. Around eight fifteen p.m., officers conducted a traffic stop on the zero through one hundred block of High Street due to the driver's headlight being out. While conducting a traffic stop, a crowd gathered in the area, and the driver allegedly signaled to a person in the crowd. A short time later, officers heard several gunshots, uh, which led their attention uh, being redirected from the traffic stop to investigate the shot spotter activation. 
The officers found three shell casings on that 0100 block of School Street. Following an investigation of and reviewing video from the Real-Time Analysis Center, officers came to the conclusion that the shots fired were part of a distraction to allow two people to get into a car on High Street. How about that? Ah, how about that? Interesting. Hey, if you just go over and fire your gun over there, we can uh, get these two out of here. I'll be damned. Officers later found the car and conducted a traffic stop on Woodside Terrace. During that traffic stop, uh, police saw one person later identified as 28-year-old Wilson Garcia from the back seat of the stopped car. Garcia was detained after a short chase and led him to surrendering himself to police. The driver and the front seat passenger of the car were also detained while officers searched the car. Police report finding a handgun in the back seat. Following the discovery, Garcia was arrested for, on uh, multiple charges. He was arrested in August of 2019 on firearms charges. He was convicted on those charges in 2020, <clears throat> but apparently still not in jail. Because yeah, out. Uh, the driver and passenger were released. The driver received a criminal complaint for driving an unregistered and uninsured motor vehicle. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, you you never uh, hear about like the decoy shots. You know, the distracting decoy shots. Yeah, I would imagine that probably happens more often than you hear about. Yeah. And, you know, the, the shot spotter, I mean, the cops are focused on one thing, all the real good activities going on, uh, you know, like down the street. This is where all the actions happen. Yeah, damn right it is. Uh, but Wilson Garcia, wasn't that, uh, wasn't that the one that said, uh, saying hold on back in 1989? No, 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 Steve. I believe that's Wilson Phillips. No, you're thinking of that screwdriver that has like the little four-way thing on it that you shove into a screw. No, Steve, that's the Phillips head screwdriver. No, you're thinking of those, uh, those, uh, sleep machines that are, uh, causing cancer to people. No, Steve, those are called... Phillips ResMed. Uh, Phillips ResMed uh, yeah. uh, CPAP machines. I think I'm, I'm mixing up my mixing up my my brand names. Maybe. Uh, we have uh, food out in the hallway. I think we should get to that. Uh, That's quick, a much better quicker idea. Quicker than most. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 65. It is 39 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aya. Oh, yeah. Stanley Black & Decker and Lennox Tools in East Long. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and John Lennon on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, warmer with a high of 66. It's 39 right now in downtown Springfield. It's uh, it's impossible to imagine this, but uh, you not only have the Mayflower Marathon next week, but Bright Nights begins. <laughs> Unbelievable. And in the, uh, the studio to talk about it from the spirit of Springfield is Judy Matz. Good to see you. Thank you. We had Thank a one, we had a wonderful time at the Bright Nights Ball. Good, I'm so glad. We I really, it. it was. It's, everyone was up for an event, up for a good time. I think. Well, you know, I mean, so uh, I I think when you're when you're bringing things back after the year and a half that we've had with COVID and and everything else, when people are actually out and together, there's a gratitude about it that you may not have seen in other. Bright night ball, bright nights balls, or you know, other other events. It's like people are just genuinely thrilled to be out of their house. I felt that. I think everybody felt that. I got hugged more times from people that weren't hugging for a year and a half. <laughs> no, it was it was uh, very nice to bring it back. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't really hug anybody. I was trying to go very <laughs> hug free. Yeah, not because. Not because I was nervous or anything. It just, just felt like eh, it might not be good to touch everybody I, yet. I had a great time being at my first one. Yes, yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve had never been. This was his first uh, Bright Nights Ball. 
Oh yeah, it wasn't it nice, Steve. I mean, it was. I, it was gorgeous. I love the, the 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 decor, if you will, the uh, the cherry blossom theme, and all the t- all the trees on all the tables. I thought that was uh, that was a very nice touch. And they built all that. That's you crazy. Know, a lot of work. And then what about the ones in the hallway that were like, you know, fourteen feet high? Yeah, well, there, there were a couple of people there. Ju- who were Judy, you feet uh, high. you want to be treated like royalty? Come over to my house. I'll have <laughs> decorations from the Dollar Tree with those little <laughs> things that hold the balloons down on the table. Well, I still have. <laughs> I have those too. I still have. <laughs> I have those at my house. I have. Uh, if you want one of those trees, you know, I have four left at my office because we try to give yeah. them out so we're not stuck with forty trees. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bright Nights is coming up next week. Yes, it is. A week from today. Wow. Yep. I mean, that's you know, you, the, one of the things that you said at the, at the Bright Nights ball, and it, people just don't really understand this. They figure, well. You know, Judy's got a place in her basement that she puts everything in after it's all taken uh, t- taken down. But all this stuff has to be purchased, rebulbed, stored, and then taken out and then reinstalled every single year. That's not an inexpensive proposition to do that. It's not all going in your basement. No, they they just I just have the best team. I say that every year, the best lighting team and uh, crew in the business and. We, we built a storage facility. Pat Sullivan and I worked together to get the funding to build a storage facility in the park so everything is beautifully in place so they can actually drive a truck in now, load trucks up. In the years before, it was in the Walker Grandstand. There'd be a piece here, a piece there, and it's huge, you know. It's three miles of lights. But as I said, you know, people think that once you do it, that's it. They don't realize the cost involved in just what you said, rebulbing, storing. And we had a tree fall on an area in the park and crushed one of the displays and it wasn't even a windy day and pat said he thinks that with all the rain the roots got rotted and fell over so no kidding and we couldn't get that piece in time so you won't even know and i'm not even going to tell you where it is because you're not going to know it's missing but then that one little tiny piece is going to be twelve thousand dollars you know? oh man i don't know really it's twelve thousand I don't, I don't know how it is to take this whole thing down. I know when I take lights down from the Christmas tree, I wrap it all up in a ball, oh, and it takes at least th- two or three weeks to unwrap it because if it comes, it, it gets in this unsolvable knot. You three miles of lights, I would imagine. It, it must take you half the year to unravel them. They're just the best. If you saw how organized they are, first time after we did Bright Nights, I went and I was like, oh, what am I going to see, you know, with the extension cords and the wires and all. And boy, <laughs> they had someone that worked that he he had been in the military and he had everything beautifully, you know, put put out. And it was great. They are just, I, I love them. What, what, That's what, more I can say than that. What mm-hmm. day do they actually start setting up? Second week of October. Oh, that early! Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, last year with with COVID, you know, there was some question about, well, you know, should you do it? Should you not do it? I thought it's the perfect event to do it because mm-hmm. everybody is naturally distanced because they're all in their cars, yep. and then you wind up having, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty solid year. So, typically speaking, how many people are going through Bright Nights every year? Well. Last year was the second biggest year we've ever had since right. 1995, so which was huge. But we would have like 40-plus thousand vehicles go through every year. And that's that's an extraordinary <laughs> number of people going yeah, through Forest yeah. Park. Yeah, when you think about a car full of people, you know. And um, I would just like so much to say that opening night is $6, so I really push that so people can take advantage of that. Right. And then we have two $10 Tuesdays. So we really want people to take advantage of that. And you got to go online or go to Big Y. 
Big Y's got the tickets if you go online. So you just have it on your phone, hold it up in the window, and we scan it. So now we can send people through that much quicker than we ever could oh, before. Oh, that's cool. Even better. That's great. Yeah. So, and it starts Monday? Wednesday. A week, Wednesday. A week from today. All right. Wednesday the 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, always. And then um, the military uh, come the following Wednesday free. December 1st, mm-hmm. and uh, we have special nights, and you will be promoting them. And the road race, of course, also is um, in, a, in a couple of weeks, so you'll just right. be looking after that sold out. And the, the balloon parade had to be uh, canceled this year? Just think if we had to do the balloon parade right now. and We can't, we can't even breathe in our office, but no. And um, we're trying to see how we can redo that and get it to be a little bit more cost-effective. And But we had no marching units this year, yep. no bands. I was in the Veterans Day Parade. They didn't have one band. They just had a drum beat going down, down the street. Wow. And um, they limited the, the groups to six people because people are still concerned. But, you know, uh, like the pancake breakfast and, like, our parade, you have – hometown entertainment you have the um dance schools you have high schools and none of that you don't have any of that we didn't have any for the pancake breakfast because the kids couldn't sing and so forth but it's just um it's it's we're so happy to be back that's all i can say well can't wait next wednesday at forest park judy matt from the spirit of springfield it's great to see you thank Thank you you. thanks again for the bright nights yeah thank you really awesome it's uh 858